The Favorites Podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. I bet with FanDuel because they're safe and secure. They offer great odds and markets across the NBA, NHL, and more. And because it's fun to combine multiple bets into same-game parlays. So if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code FAVORITES so they know I sent you. You must be 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, or Louisiana. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-800-GAMBLER, or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, 1-888-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789, or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. This is going to be a very special show because while NBA, we are in the midst of NBA playoffs, there's so much stuff happening in college football because we have just ended spring practices for a lot of programs. There is value to be had across a variety of markets. We're going to have Action Network, senior writer, college football expert, host of the Big Bets on Campus podcast, one of our most favorite podcasts in the world during college football season. He's on the gimme every week talking about golf. He bets baseball. Colin Wilson does it all. Simon Hunter, my BFF, my companion, my compadre, you're going to join me on the show today. I'm super excited. And before I bring you in, I want to remind people, the world is opening up more than ever. Action Network has not been on the road for a live event with fans in two years. We can't take it anymore. We're sending a whole whole army of people out to Vegas. And we're going to have next week on April 27th at Circa's Stadium Swim in downtown Las Vegas, Wednesday, April 27th. We're hosting a pre-NFL draft happy hour, open bar, surprise guests, betting tips from some of your favorite action pros. Got to be 21 and over, but it's totally free, but it does require an RSVP. So if you're in Vegas next week, Check out the link in this episode description. Go RSVP. Uh, listen, these events are amazing. We've loved doing them. We miss doing them. We're excited to get back out of the road, connect with fans, talk about betting in real life, IRL, as the kids call it. Simon, let me ask you a question. Have you made any college football bets yet? No, I thought you were going to ask me about my new car, but yeah, we can talk about college football chat. I've made two bets on college football. One is pretty stupid. As you know, Chad, I'm an old soul. And I used to love to say Dick Van Dyke. I don't know why as a kid, I used to love to say Dick Van Dyke. So, of course, I bet for Heisman, Tyler Van Dyke. No other reason than Dick Van Dyke. Uh, so that was my one stupid bet. And then every year, I always bet Bama. Um, it's like the, it was like the Tom Brady era. No matter what, 
as soon as the season ended, my first two bets were always Brady minus usually 200 or minus 300 to win the uh, AFC East. And then Tom Brady to win the Super Bowl, which was usually pretty good values, probably like plus 800, plus 700 for a lot of those years. So same thing with Bama. Every year the offseason comes around. First bet I make, always Bama, national champ. All right. Well, guess what? Uh, (laughs) Colin Wilson is joining us. Before we dig into your reaction to spring practice, your reaction to coaching changes, your thoughts on long shot Heisman, your CFB futures that you bet. I know you always like to make a very early bet as soon as the futures are posted in Vegas. Uh, Give me your take on Simon's long shot Heisman and his CFB future. <laughs> well, you can't knock anybody that's going to take Alabama. I would knock his price because I think it's two to round two to one around the market, but assume that they lose a game somewhere. What's that future going to go to plus two twenty five, plus two fifty? It's never going to get better than right now. I would argue though, that if you're going to bet on Alabama, you probably should take a Bryce young future because the price is better at plus three fifty, And then you can hedge it with say, you know, one of the teams that's going to make the final four, or I'm sorry, the, the college football playoff uh, against that. So if Alabama is going to have a flawless season, like they did two years ago, and they're going to post a Heisman winner, like they did last year, you're probably going to get a better number with uh, their quarterback than you are for them to win it all. All right. What about Tyler Van Dyke? I love Tyler Van Dyke, former baseball player. Uh, he covered a lot of spreads, hit a lot of overs for everybody. And now he has Josh Gaddis as his offensive coordinator. If you're unfamiliar with that, he is the reason Josh Gaddis is the reason Michigan football on offense was so spectacular on the ground last year. Now Cristobal goes out, says, I need an offensive coordinator. I want the best in the land. He gets Josh Gaddis, who used to be a Saban disciple, uh, very well known throughout. And so you're going to see tempo and space and a lot of Van Dyke and the ACC is up for grabs. I mean, we can talk about this. Clemson is not Clemson anymore. The ACC is up for grabs. So I don't hate it. But if you're going to win the Heisman, you have to make the college football playoff. That's just the way things are these days. And I'm not sure Miami can do that. I want to make sure people knew Tyler Van Dyke, quarterback at Miami, Josh Gaddis, new offensive coordinator at Miami. That's who we're talking about. Uh, Colin, you famously will make a bet as soon as you possibly can on college football futures um, while you're in Vegas for the college football national title game. Tell me right now, the bets you made as soon as the futures hit the board and you could when you were in Vegas. We were in Vegas during the national championship game and there were multiple six figure tickets in that booth at the Westgate. And everybody was concentrating on the game in the fourth quarter. And I was already thinking about what team I'm hitting for next year. The second the game was over, I won't name the sports book, but they posted eight to one on Ohio state. I slammed it. Now it's five to one everywhere right now. Uh, you can't convince me otherwise that this is an Alabama Ohio state year in the national championship game. They return the guy that won the Heisman Ohio state returns the guy that finished fourth. They have the best weapons outside of the tight ends. And let's not forget that Ohio state now has Jim Knowles as defensive coordinator. You wonder why Oklahoma state was so good because they had Jim Knowles. He's got the Midas touch. Everything he turns is gold. Ohio state's biggest problem the last couple of years, they can't play any defense and they get into shootouts with teams. That's not a problem anymore. He's going to come in and clean up what they have two different defensive coordinators last year that a guy take over interim one guy in the box, come down to the field. It's been a mess at Ohio state, but that's not going to be a problem for Ryan day five to one on Ohio state to win the national championship. That is a game. I expect them to play Alabama and and meet each other in the college football playoff in the finals. Alabama uh, right now. 
Uh, it's about plus 165. No, no, you're right. Plus 195. Uh, Georgia, about plus 350. So three and a half to one. Ohio State, a little, a little bit lower than five to one. Um, and let's see, we got uh, Clemson at 10 to one. And then we dip into the 30s to one, 40s to one, et cetera, et cetera. So you hammered Ohio State yep. about five to one. Did you go deeper down the board? I did. And I took a shot on a real long dark horse. And let me start in the ACC. So obviously, if you can win your conference with one loss, you're going to go to the college football playoff unless you're a soft Pac-12 team. So I'll leave the hate against USC aside because they don't play any defense and they return less than 50% on the defensive side of the ball. That may work to win the Big 12, but you're not going to win anything past that. So let me start in the ACC where they're going to produce somebody that's going to go to the college football playoff. It's not going to be Clemson. I know Clemson has this high number and I know everybody wants Clemson to go to the playoff and return to glory, but I think we're starting to realize how important Isaiah Simmons was on defense and how electric Travis Etienne was. He was everything out of the backfield, catching the ball. Now he's in the NFL and they have never been able to replace him in the backfield. Fast forward to the spring game and think about DJ Uyunglele. He had more interceptions and touchdowns last year. His decision-making has just spiraled downward since that Notre Dame game during the pandemic. He comes to the spring game this last Saturday, 17 of 36 overthrows everybody. Uh, not impressive. Now his big claim at Clemson is that he's going to lose a bunch of weight this offseason. He's going to show up to fall camp and be accurate, precise and sync. That's not what we saw in the spring. I don't want nothing to do with Clemson and the team that returns 90% on both sides of the ball that kept all their coordinators that is just going to be ferocious and beat Clemson last year is NC state. NC state right now, I think is sitting out there 130 to one to win the national championship. I can't say I'm going to like pull back the rubber band and throw, you know, a bunch of hundred dollar bills on 131 NC state to win the national championship, but to win the sec, you better bet there's going to be a few dimes thrown down on the wolf pack because this team's already beaten Clemson. They have the confidence. They have everybody back. They're loaded. Now, have you seen any type of line movement in future markets with like the spring practice kicking off and different guys scouting different players? Is, does that make any type of movement so far coming into the season? Well, there was some movement on Clemson. I didn't understand it because DJ Uangaleli did not look good whatsoever. There was some 12 to ones out there that got chipped down to 10 to one from a Heisman perspective. Happily, there's one guy that has not moved. And that's the guy who I'm centering on next looking for the best number. But I can tell you that Jackson Smith Najigba is 50 to one out there. And I know my podcast partner over on BBOC, we both salivated over watching this wide receiver from Ohio State dominate the Rose Bowl. This may be the best player in college football. And I think it's important to know it's like this is a quarterback college football playoff award now. But Devonta Smith, you know, happily in the NFL now with the Eagles. He's a wide receiver that during a pandemic with an undefeated team that went on to win the national championship, won the award as a wide receiver. Jackson Smith Najigba is going to get everything from CJ Stroud. He's going to make a highlight every week. And now he has a defense that's going to get him more possessions. It's going to give him more chances for explosive plays. And so I think the floodgates are going to kind of open up on wide receivers a little bit and realizing that with the RPO, it's not always about the quarterback. If you have a weapon like this, they can win the Heisman. So 50 to one, you can count me in on Ohio State's biggest weapon. It's actually 60 to one right now in FanDuel. Go gra- yeah, grab it. <laughs> Spring practice is always an interesting time. How much are you, are you paying attention to spring practices? Explain like your process in understanding and what that does to influence how you think about handicapping through the rest of the year. 
a few years ago, Trevor Lawrence came out and was hitting T. Higgins on a dime. I said, Clemson's going to win the national championship. Guess what? They won the national championship. Downfield shot along the sidelines, leaping catch for a touchdown. Welcome to Clemson, Trevor Lawrence. But they won it because of their defense. Uh, Kelly Bryant was out. It wasn't because of the offense, because of the defense. A couple of years ago, Justin Fields transfers from Georgia to Ohio State. He goes four of 13 in the spring game. And then I write up some content for us and said, I'm just not sure Justin Fields is a guy. And Kirby Smart knew what he was doing. That was wrong. So do I take stock in these spring games? Listen, Justin Fields went four for 13 and then went on to have this amazing season for Ohio State. Now he's a quarterback for Chad's Chicago Bears. But I don't put a lot of stock in this. Kids have bad days. It's cold sometimes. There's new schemes. There's new coaches. I don't put a ton of stock. Uh, I do put a ton of stock on how often you're on the field how often you're used. And if I see a scheme change, it's been made by a coordinator that wants to utilize a certain aspect of the offense or the defense. So that's where I look more into than just saying Justin Fields went four of 13. He must be terrible. Fun fact about that national title game with Trevor Lawrence, my mentor, Bob, that's his biggest loss of his career, betting on a game. (laughs) Nick Saban versus a rookie quarter, a rookie or freshman quarterback. That should have been free money for Bama. There's a reason. There's a reason these bookmakers know what they're doing. He fell right into that trap of taking Bama against the first freshman quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, like you just talked about. It was an incredible performance. So here's my question, though: You're coming down on DJ at Clemson because he was 17 to 36 and overthrowing people. Right. Why? Why do you treat that differently than say other elements of the spring game? Because there was an unknown with Justin Fields. He didn't get any playing time. Uh, you know, I mean, there was Jake Fromm. Why was Jake Fromm getting all the playing time over Justin Fields? Justin Fields was high, as highly recruited as Trevor Lawrence. So there must be something going on with Georgia, and we don't know why Justin Fields is not getting any playing time. Now, when you see DJ Uyunglele spend all of last year missing all of his wide receivers, missing all of his targets, overthrows, intercept, it's all on him. It had nothing to do with his stable of, of targets. It had to do with him. And when he shows up in the spring and those timing issues have, have not been resolved, and his mobility issues in the pocket have not been resolved. There's no, I'm, I'm fading Clemson as much as I possibly can because these problems with DJ – and if Dabo is just going to stick next to him for a full another year, then you're going to end up with Clemson with three, four, five losses again. Yeah, he's honestly, he's a great athlete, but I think you just touched on it. Some of the worst footwork I've ever watched in a quarterback. Just watching him play last year, and I didn't watch his spring tape yet, but if he's still overthrowing guys or underthrowing them, same thing. He's throwing off his back foot, which he consistently did all of last year. He doesn't set his feet. So, again, that's one of those things where this kid was a great athlete his whole life, probably a what, a top five prospect heading to Clemson, but he's not improving. He's just relying on his God-given ability. So that is actually really interesting you just said that. That's To me, that's a big negative towards Clemson. I I like that you're trying to take advantage of fading them this year. Who else, when you're watching the spring games, you mentioned NC State, schematically have you seen that piques your interest, positively or negatively? Well, I've already put a bet. Uh, the second win totals were released on the SEC West. I immediately hit Arkansas. Kind of a homer. Let me back it up. Came out at six and a half at plus money. We're going to release our projections here this summer, and you're going to have Arkansas at about 7.9. But really, it's this easy. Arkansas runs the ball. And if you can't defend the run, you're going to get beat. There are eight teams on their schedule that cannot defend the run. And Arkansas will just pulverize them. So eight wins is where Arkansas is going to be. So I would take advantage on over seven, seven and a half. Texas A&M is a tough one. I mean, tricky. The number that I have is 8.9. Number came out opener on at nine. Everybody wants Texas A&M to make the college football playoff. But the problem is, is if you're not going to beat Nick Saban, you're going to be stuck in that number five slot for the rest of eternity, Jimbo, because the pro style offense doesn't work. 
You don't go five wides. You've got the most amazing talent in all of college football, but you won't change your scheme. And if I don't see a change in the spring, you're not going to change it this fall. And he has a new defensive coordinator. Mike Elko is now the head coach at, at Duke. So, you know, I could shoot holes in all these teams. I didn't see anything in the spring game. USC doesn't play any defense. They return less than 50%. Michigan just lost all their offensive coordinators, 44% back on defense. Mike McDonald went back to the Ravens. He was their defensive coordinator. And the reason why Michigan was so good on defense is because he brought in a whole new scheme. And all of a sudden, they're tackling, they're blitzing, havoc everywhere. He's gone. I think Michigan is another team you can fade this year. 30 to 1. You couldn't, uh, for 300 to 1, I, I wouldn't buy a ticket on them. And then Notre Dame. Like, I understand Brian Kelly left and Tommy Reese, the offensive coordinator, stayed. But he's one of the most conservative offensive play callers. And now Brian Kelly isn't there to mentor him. And new head coach Marcus Freeman only cares about defense. I don't know how this team is 35 to 1. They, their second order win total, which is a Pythag way of saying they really overachieved last year, says that they're going to struggle this year in a really brutal schedule. So there are some dark horses out there. There are two known teams, Alabama, Ohio State, and there's two other spots. Michigan and Cincinnati were first-time college football playoff teams last year. There's going to be two new ones this year also. I like how you, uh, you used an obscure analytics abbreviation to describe an obscure analytic <laughs> stat i'm not i'm in mid-season form and it's april <laughs> you really are like you are you have gone deep into the rabbit hole and listen this is how committed you are to betting i know how much golf you're betting and researching yeah. i know co- how much college baseball i know how much major league baseball the fact you've got all this in there you are a true professional I was working on these numbers at the end of the national championship game. College football is always going to be king in the heart. I, as much as I bet everything else, and as much as I love my hogs, the you know the the college football rules everything in this house. Real quick, I got one more. I got to ask Colin about about Heisman. Am I crazy for betting Bo, Bo Nix? I got him at eighty to one right now in Fanduel. I've seen the talent. I know it was always only at the home games where he would actually be good. We've seen the talent though. I really do think this kid le- is pretty legit. New scenery is like, am I crazy here? Eighty to one on Bo. I mean, that's that's pretty pretty big number for a guy that again we've seen him flash elite talent. I'm not going to call you crazy, but I will say <laughs> that that's probably a bet you can burn because first off, look at how many Heisman winners came. Uh, you know how, how many of them came west of the Mississippi River? Not a lot of them, and it goes back to the voting base. And the voting base is so East Coast based, so Big Ten based, so SEC based that the Pac-12 players don't get a lot of love because they play so late at night. Now, remember, the new Oregon head coach is a defensive coordinator from Georgia. By the way, that's a week one game. That's going to be one of the most exciting games, Georgia-Oregon, especially considering a defensive coordinator is now head coach at Oregon. Say um, Bo Nix wins that game, guarantee he drops down a 30-1 to Heisman. Yeah, yeah, he'll, he'll drop big time. But at the same time, he's still got to deal with Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. I mean, that is a two-headed monster in the Heisman market that's never going away. Bo Nix transferring, and mm-hmm. if Matt Mitchell doesn't do a Bo Nix season in full effect, <laughs> drop on this podcast, but Bo Nix season in full effect. For those who have listened to Action Network podcasts from the beginning, Bo Nix has been at Auburn in a constant presence yeah. in every single college football podcast because of his sort of up and down talent. Colin, I'm a little bit, a little bit sort of misty eyed, not having Bo Nix at Auburn this year. I had no clue years ago that Bo Nix would generate the kind of hate on the voicemails just by saying anything. You can even compliment him. You're going to get phone calls. 
and I don't know if those Auburn people are still around. I think they're hiding under a tree with what's going on with Brian Harson. Uh, if you want to do some research, find out what's going on off the field down there. It's not pretty. So we'll see if Auburn fans will be chirping or if those really were Bo Nix fanboys. I don't know what they were, but it really struck a chord with a lot of betters. Anytime the word Bo Nix is said, I think about the very early days of action. It's like a total trigger yes. for me. Bo Nix season in full effect. The playoffs are here, and you can make every game feel like Game 7 on FanDuel Sportsbook, an official partner of the NBA. FanDuel is hooking you up with free bets throughout the playoffs. It doesn't matter if you're a new customer or already have an account. Just be sure to check out the app for exclusive weekly same-game parlay promos. Tonight, I like the Denver Nuggets, the over, and Jokic points over. FanDuel has so many ways to play, and best of all, when you win, you'll get paid faster than a fast break. New to FanDuel? Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up with promo code FAVORITES. That's promo code FAVORITES. And if you already have an account, you're all set to get in on the action. Either way, you'll get an assist from FanDuel when you bet a same-game parlay during the playoffs. FanDuel Sportsbook, an official partner of the NBA. Must be 21 and over in select states. Refund issued is non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max free bet $20 per week. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789, or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. You talked about Ohio State. You talked about Alabama. There's two spots open. Georgia, next shortest odds to win the national title. Then who are we talking about? Who are those two final spots? And the problem, Chad, is, is that I can shoot holes through everybody. OU being coached by Brent Venables, who's playing quarterback and who's coaching that quarterback? Uh, USC doesn't play defense and they're Pac-12. Michigan, we talked about how they've cleaned house. You look at the board, it falls off sharply after Alabama and Ohio State, and you're really looking for those two other pieces. And I've already told you, I'm fading Clemson. So if you want me to throw in two names in there, I'll take NC State to win the ACC with one loss. Come on. Listen, I came on this show, I think, three years ago. And I told you Utah was going to make the college football playoff. And those guys lost in the fourth quarter to Oregon, that Pac-12 championship. I was so close to pulling that off, calling that so early. So I'll say NC State's going to win the ACC. And then if I had to go with a fourth spot, boy, part of me really wants to talk about how good LSU is. Part of me really wants to talk about – there. I think a team from the West can lose one game and make the playoff. And I don't think it's going to be Georgia. There's just too much turnover going on on defense. But LSU has a ton of talent, and now they have the coach. Brian Kelly will win a national championship at LSU. I don't think it's going to be this year. There's just too many transfers, new coordinator, new schemes on both sides of the ball. Brian Kelly will win a national championship there. I'm just not sure if it's going to be this year. But a one-loss team from the SEC will fill that role. Now, I don't think it's going to be Georgia. Could be somebody from the West. And that team could be AM. I don't think so. Could be LSU. Probably not this year. But I'll go with second SEC team. And I'll allow everybody else to kind of pick who that is. I mean, Anthony Richardson's still at Florida, although 
I do not discuss the head coach of that name. I am banned from saying his name on podcast because of how much money I've lost in Louisiana. Goodness gracious, Billy Napier. Scared money don't make money, you know. I will say a one loss SEC team is going to take that fourth slot. LSU is currently 70 to one to yeah. win the national title. Yeah. Miles Brennan and Jaden and Jaden Daniels. I mean, they're, they are loaded at every single position. That defensive line is bigger than a row of condominiums. I mean, I, I, they, they are absurdly talented. They've put so many corners into the NFL. They just keep reloading true freshmen. Uh, it's not an easy out for anybody. And now they're going to be well coached, right? We've moved on from raw, raw coach. O to a guy that actually would win in that who took Notre Dame with their restrictions and recruiting and academics has gone to the national championship a couple of years and the college football playoff. Brian Kelly can coach. I don't care about his Southern accent. I'm a little offended as a guy that's from Arkansas, but he is going to get LSU to the national championship game in his stint there. So I'm never counting them out. I'm not going to fade him. But you barely have a Southern accent, if at all. <laughs> but when I talk to my grandma, it starts coming out real quick. That sounded like a fake Southern accent. <laughs> that, grandma, yeah, she'd be mad at me. That sounded terrible. Um, all right. So then I would say I'm putting words in your mouth, words of a northerner yep. in your mouth that the final four for college football, college football playoff, Alabama, Ohio State, uh, NC State, and LSU. You heard it here first. That's it. A lot of state schools. Yes. Yeah, no Clemson. It's not no be- Clemson. No Clemson. You're no skipping over the schools that are between Alabama and Ohio State. You're skipping over Clemson, mm-hmm. A&M, which is a perpetual, you know, recruiting war winner. USC, Oklahoma, Michigan, Florida, Wisconsin. Those are all the schools between LSU and Ohio State in the future's odds. Yeah. Yeah. And I love Wisconsin and I love the transfers they brought in, but schedule's too tough. Ohio State is still king. And a one loss Big 12, Big 10 team is not going to make it in. They don't get the street cred that SEC does. They're not going to get a one loss at large in, in Ohio State's already tried to do that. They can't do it. So SEC is the only one power enough to do that. It's impossible for anyone to listen to this podcast and not say they're unprepared for the college football season. Colin, you've done your work. Everybody go bet Arkansas over. <laughs> bet Arkansas over, bet LSU to uh, win the national title at 70 to one. Listen to pod, to uh, Colin on the gimme every week. Listen to Colin and Stucky on our best podcast at the Action Network, Big Bets on Campus, BBOC. Listen to me and Simon Hunter, my partner, twice a week here in the Volume Podcast Network. Thank you to Colin. Thank you to Simon. Thank you to producer Matt Mitchell. I am Chad Millman. Until next time, download, rate, review, subscribe. Say whatever you want. Just give us five stars. Feedback is a gift. Love you. Love you.